Hey, Prime members, you can listen to Ion Travel with Peter Greenberg, that's me, ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the app today. This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you can have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. This is the Ion Travel Podcast with CBS News Travel Editor Peter Greenberg. Hi everybody, Peter Greenberg here and welcome to another edition of Ion Travel. Hotel rates are not only soaring, but so is hotel development around the world. Would you believe that hotel chains like Hilton and Marriott are actually opening one new hotel every 24 hours. So what does this mean for the economy or for jobs? And of course, what does it mean for what you're gonna pay for your hotel room? I'll be joined for an extended conversation with Larry Kukulik, the president and CEO of Best Western Hotel Group, with just a few thousand hotel rooms, with his thoughts on the explosion in hotels. Next, what about the managers of these hotels? Greg Osteen is with Ambridge Hotels, and we talk about the brave new world, or for lack of a better word, the insidious and draconian world of resort fees. And if you're like me, you know there's only two kinds of airline bags, carry-on and lost, except if you happen to be in a small town called Scottsboro, Alabama. That's where you'll find all the unclaimed baggage in the store by the same name, a building larger than most Walmarts. And that's where they sell the stuff the airlines can't reunite with their passengers. And would you believe they've been doing this for more than 50 years? Owner Brian Owens stops by with a report. And, believe it or not, they've got so much fascinating stuff there. Lost by the airlines, they just opened a museum. First up, Larry Kukulik. Looking to instantly upgrade your Mother's Day gift from typical to meaningful? Shop Etsy. Get up to 30% off well-crafted and personalized gifts from participating shops until May 12th. This year, embrace your creative side. You know, the side your mom gave you? And shop Etsy for custom jewelry, style pieces, home decor, and extra special items she'll adore. Need something original and affordable for Mother's Day? Etsy has it. Shop until May 12th for up to 30% off gifts for mom. 
Terms apply. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Larry Kukulik, how are you? I'm well, thank you. And thank you for the uh, invitation and ability to participate and sing the gospel of Best Western. Well, I'm not going to let you sing too much gospel, but we're going to talk about the hotel business in general. Uh, you've been at Best Western for a long period of time. You were, you were the in-house counsel. Now you're the CEO. Um, let's talk pre-pandemic because you were there. Um, you know, Best Western at its core is a pretty substantial reservation system, right? How many hotels are we talking about? Uh, 4,500 globally. But who's counting? Okay, that's a lot. That's a lot. And you've been expanding over the years, obviously. You've added new brands. It was, it's not just Best Western now, right? It's Premier and... So when I joined Best Western... Uh, 2009, we were one brand, Best Western, and we recognized that, like you said, we have some hotels that are mid-scale hotels, and we have some that are castles in Europe. And one brand really didn't properly define who we are. And so we uh, created different brands, and uh, now we're, ready, 19 global brands, uh, and, and I think that's it, though. I think, I think you're stopping you, at 19. Can you really say that? <clears throat> never well, Marriott, say, Marriott's got 31 or 32. Never say, Accor has 45. I know, but you never say never and never say always. By um, the way, that's the name of your next brand, Never Say Never. <laughs> <laughs> but but, but um, we've tried to meet the demands of developers as well as guests with brands that define the product, the hotel, the level of service they're going to get. But, but I will tell you, one thing we will never, ever forget is guest is always number one. All right, so now you're up to 19 brands in how many countries? Approx- we, what we say is 110 countries and territories. Yeah, you got to throw the territories in, right? Yes, sir. Have American Samoa and Guam thrown out in there too. But the bottom line is, as you're doing all this, uh, there are so many other issues that have come up, of course, since the pandemic right? Staffing issues globally. How do you keep people employed? How do you read? You know, if, if you and I were to go to a, a, a restaurant tonight uh, in Italy, uh, there's a good chance that the waiter doesn't look at his job as a job. He looks at his job as a profession, right? Maybe his father did it before him. This is what he does, and he loves doing it, right? You go to a, a restaurant or a hotel in New York City, the waiter is an actress waiting for a call. And, and so how do you develop or even define the job as a profession so that, and, and in terms of salary as well so that people will not only want to stay, but they'll be happy. Uh, uh, two things I'll, I'll mention. The first is um, I, I believe that you have to have a culture of family at any business, be it a restaurant, be it a hotel. Um, it, it's, it's about making sure the team members know that they're valued and that they can make a difference every day, and you want to listen to them. And, and I tell my team, 
um, I want, if someone wants to leave a job, I want them to feel guilty about leaving that job. <laughs> I want them to come in and have to apologize for leaving because they should love where they work. Absolutely love where they work. And so it's not to me about some people say labor is about you have to hire new people. No, to me, labor and the challenges is retention. Keep your good people. Make sure they know that they make a difference every day and you'll listen to them and they're a part of your team. I use this word, this, I call it shared responsibility uh, and, and making sure that you, you welcome people every day, not just your guests, but your team members. Uh, and then we've initiated a program called Because We Care so that our associates realize how they are important to us and how guests look at them as um, a part of a culture of welcoming them into our hotels. I have to tell you, when that waitress walked across the street and brought me back that Diet Coke, I mean, I was in. I mean, you know, the, the real challenge that anybody has is to is develop like an emotional connection with a hotel. Well, there you have it. It's through the people who work at the hotel. It absolutely is. Um, I, if that person working the front desk welcomes you and makes you feel like you're appreciated and you're a member of that, that family, even if it's for one or two days when you stay at our hotels, we've been successful. And they'll come back. And that's so important. People talk about loyalty programs and the importance of getting points and cashing in those points. And people will use those points but they're not going to use them if they don't think they're going to be appreciated and well. They're also not going to use them if they can't redeem them. So let's talk about that because you changed your program a little bit. We've changed our program a lot. I mean, I mean, what's the point? I have to. This is a rhetorical question, by the way. But what's the point of a, of a loyalty program that doesn't reward you for your loyalty? So we actually, you know, Best Western uh, at its heart and soul is a, a membership association in North America, and members vote on. Um, uh, initiatives and strategic programs that we we launch and um, it was just this past year we launched two ballot proposals for our members both passed over 90 percent okay get that you have 1500 people voting and nine, 92 90 percent vote yes for these initiatives and they were both related to our loyalty program the first thing they said was inventory has to be allocated at least 10 percent of your room inventory right without blackouts so if, if you've got a 100-room hotel, 10 of them are allocated, at least must be allocated for redemption. And we offer the hotel the opportunity to uh, open up up to 50% of their inventory. And we're encouraging hotels to participate in this program because we know guests love it by saying to them, we also increase their reimbursement structure. So they absolutely understand the importance of the loyalty program and uh, that allocation, I think, is tremendously important. I think you spoke at a conference recently and, and, uh, with a panel and, and mentioned what good are points if you can't use them. Right. And, and so that's one thing we did. We also created what we call uh, an FX2 program, which is you can take your points and discount the cost of the room. You, don't have you can to apply them. You can apply them. You don't have to wait until you have enough points for a total free night. You can say, I want to discount my room. Mm -hmm. $20. I'm going to use my points, discount. Uh, and that 
that's important to guests, I think, right now. Gives them options. It gives them options, and they're price conscious right now. How many hotels again? About 4,500 internationally. All right, so let's arbitrarily just pick one hotel anywhere in the world. We'll pick one room. I'm asking you to take your CEO hat off and put on your, your guest hat. When you walk into a room, like we'll even start before we get to the room. When you walk into a hotel, what's the one thing you hate? The one thing you look for, you go, uh-oh, that's not working. The one thing I look at, uh, public space as well as... Uh, the the guest rooms walk, themselves. No, we'll get to the rooms in a second. You're walking in the front door of the hotel. I want to look at the overall, I'll call it, care of the hotel. Is it neat? Is it tidy? Is everything where it should be? I don't like clutter. It's maybe just my background. I'm military. I like things to look neat and orderly. So basically, you like to make your own bed. <laughs> I make my own bed with my wife every morning when I wake up. Um, Who and has I, to salute? Do you know why I do it? And I didn't even know why I did it. I went to West Point as an undergraduate, and every morning you had to make your bed. It had to be tight. You had to have the corners at 45 degrees uh, uh, where you tuck it in. And you never forgot. And I never forgot. I do it today. And my wife and I do it when we wake up every morning. And, and um, I realize now why I do it. I have a victory. I have a win as soon as I get out of bed. And I've set the tone for the day that I've got this positive attitude already going because I've accomplished something. Okay, so basically what you've just told me is if I ever see you at about 9.30 in the morning, the first question I'm going to ask you is, Larry, did you make your bed? And the answer will be yes. In fact, I made (laughs) my bed at the hotel I'm currently staying at before I left it so that the maid didn't have to do it. Wow. Okay. Cost cutting as we speak. All right. So that's that's we'll get to the room in a second, but we we talked about the bed. I mean, in any hotel operation where you have that many hotels. Can I change my answer a little bit? Well, this is not a quiz show. Go ahead. Um, What is, well, Jeopardy will, uh, what is the front desk staff are smiling? Okay. That's one of the things I look at. Are they welcoming me into the hotel? Are they glad I'm there? Because to me, that's, just as important, if not more important, than the tidiness, the neatness, the cleanliness and maintenance of the, of the space I'm entering. But of course, with 4,900 hotels, you're depending on the owners to maintain standards. Ab- oh, absolutely. And we're very blessed to have hotel owners. Um, our hotels are independent. Um, they're, uh, the owners are uh, generally, for the most part, small businessmen and women who uh, want to leave a legacy for their children and take that hotel and the operations of that hotel very personally. It's, again, their legacy. That's how they'll be known all their lives is how they ran their hotels. Forgetting the pandemic, because with that, all bets are off. But other than the pandemic period, in a given year, how many hotels do you deflag because they didn't meet the standards? Right now, uh, and uh, first of all, through the pandemic, we did not lose a single hotel for financial reasons. Wow. Okay. That's pretty good. In fact, we um, gave back to our hoteliers $85 million of fees to make sure that they got through the pandemic. Wow. We executed a very aggressive austerity program, and as a result of that, we're able to take those fees and dues that are are tremendously loyal hoteliers, they continued to pay their fees and dues. They didn't say, I can't pay. We did not lose a single hotel in the pandemic through, because of financial reasons. Right, but now let's talk standards. Now we'll talk standards. Um, 
we work with our hoteliers and we have programs where we'll go in and do a quality assurance assessment. If it's not to standards, we do a, a rapid assessment. Within the next 90 days, we coach. We don't assess. And we want to make them successful and enable their success. We are at an epically low attrition rate right now. All right. As a result of that. Because if you want to grow a hotel brand, you can't just keep adding hotels and leaving behind a like number. That's not growing a brand. That's maintaining a brand. And we don't look to maintain a brand. We look to grow our brand, coach, enable success, and then add new hotels because of your success. All right, so now let's keep your guest hat on for a second. We've gone past the front desk. We're now in the room. Now, I'm going to tell you what drives me nuts in a hotel room, right? Okay, I'm ready for it. Okay. I believe that most people who've designed hotel rooms have never stayed in one. I really, I'm convinced of that. The lighting in the room, it sucks, right? It, it puts me, and, and, and today, so many hotel people think that the key to my success is mood lighting. I, I, I like to read in my room. I like to think in my room. And if you give me a 30-watt bulb, you already put me in a bad mood. If you're going to give me a 200-watt bulb with a rheostat, I love you. But don't trap me with mood lighting. Do you agree? I agree with you. Um, Lighting is tremendously important. Um, I think we should use eco-friendly lighting. Of course. That gives that same type and level of brightness brightness that you need, you appreciate. Um, Because I agree with you. You want to, we travel for business so much, right? You've got to have a workspace. That, that, to me, is tremendously important, where I can plug in, make sure my laptop gets When was the last time you going? crawled along the floor trying to find an outlet? Well, I think most hotels have now recognized that. <laughs> How many of those 4,500-ish hotels have you been to? Wow, that's a tough question. I've never, I've never counted. But if you, you don't have a map on the wall with pins in it? I don't. If you consider, I've been with Best Western now almost 14 years. I've been to an awful lot of Best Western <laughs> hotels around the globe. But you also stay in your competitor hotels, too. I, I will not admit that I do that to them, but I will admit to you that if I do, I do to judge them. Yeah, you're, the, you're your own personal mystery shopper. I am. Okay, and what do you find that you hate? Uh, a hotel that's trying to be something it's not. Give me an example. I, you go into a hotel room, it's trying to be cool and hip, but it's just not cool and hip. I also judge cleanliness and maintenance very, very closely because I, I look at things that they're doing wrong to make sure we're not doing it in our hotels. Now, obviously, based on what you said earlier, you're definitely inspecting the condition of the bed uh, based on who made it. But Beyond that, one of the big issues that came out of the pandemic, of course, was housekeeping. Uh, hotels suddenly making it optional. That was something I was not aware of, right? Or only on demand. I checked into a hotel in Chicago, and it's somewhat ironic because it was a, a Hyatt hotel, the Hyatt Regency, a big meeting and convention hotel. I was there to give a speech for the American Society of Travel Advisors. It was their first big meeting since the pandemic. So they had to know who the group was, right? And I walked in. I was going to be there for one night, and I get to the front desk around 3 in the afternoon and say, hey, listen, can you press my suit? We don't do that anymore. Okay. Can you send up an iron. We won't do that anymore. All right. Do you have a restaurant? We don't have that anymore. All right. Well, can you, is there any housekeeping at all? Yeah. Once every four days. Well, the average convention is three days. So I said, guys, and you're charging the same rate? Uh, yeah. I said, is there something wrong with this picture I'm not getting? And they said, well, that's what we're doing. I mean, it was sort of like, that's our policy. Not a good idea. I, I don't think it's a good idea. We encourage our hoteliers to offer full service. And if they are not, if they 
can't because of of labor. What they need to do is fully communicate that and not wait for the guest to ask about service. Be proactive. Be proactive. Manage expectations and let them know you're going to do the best that you can. And adjust the rate? We don't adjust rates based upon overnight service. We think our rates are are pretty aggressive already. But you know the point that I'm making. That is, if you're not providing the service, you have to adjust the rate somehow. How do you justify the brand if you can't define it? That's why I think we encourage, I would offer, we encourage all of our hotels to offer overnight service every night because I think it is a guest expectation. And I'm not a fan of hotels using COVID as an excuse. I, I, I stayed in a competitor hotel recently, and she said to me, well, we're not going to offer, we don't offer overnight service because of the pandemic. And I said, well, that kind of ended about a year, year and a half ago. I'm not sure that's the reason you're doing it. Uh, And I asked for overnight service as a result of it. Did you get it? Basic overnight service, yes. (laughs) Well, they showed you a photograph of the bed being made? I made it myself. I knew that was going to happen. All I really wanted was a couple of clean towels. but um, Well, let's talk about the towels for a second. But most of the time, by the way, most of the time I hang up my towels. I don't ask for clean towels. At home, I don't have clean towels every day. Uh, my wife can attest to that. And, and so if, I, if, if I'm being a socially responsible individual, I can hang up my towels, not throw them on the floor and demand new towels every night. So basically at your own home, you put a little plastic card on your bed saying, please let us help save the environment <laughs> by not washing your towels every night. Tell me you do that. I, I think my You wife do that, un- don't you? You do I, no, that. I don't do that. I think my wife understands that, though. <laughs> she got the card once. <laughs> <laughs> but let's talk about towels for a second. I remember in the old days, hotels would, 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 would put in very small towels because they were worried about people stealing towels. And I said, if you put the biggest bath sheet in there, they can't steal it because they can't pack it. <laughs> so give me a, I don't want Tarzan's loincloth. I want a towel. Right? How are we doing in the towel department? We're doing pretty good in the towel department. We actually have um, an endorsed vendor that provides us eco-friendly towels. And our hotels are required to use a specific towel from a, a vendor that provides a quality towel. Um, and again, is, uh, uses recycled uh, cotton to manufacture them. Now, one of the things that happened during the pandemic, which I think was a great thing, was that hotels had no choice but to remove all the ugly, ridiculous promotional brochures and paper from the desks and every other surface area of the room. So you know, I, I, the first thing I used to do when I checked into a hotel room was open the, 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 the trash bag and just shove everything in it because I wanted space on the desk, right? True. So, so I'm sure you removed those things too. We did remove all of those things, Co- and we're not putting them back. That's what I wanted to know. Okay, they're not coming back. They're not coming back. I think we realized, but, but, but there's other ways to, to, um, to make sure your guests are being provided the information they need, QR codes in the room, and if somebody wants to, to, uh, to do that, they can use that QR code. There's other ways to accomplish that, but we did uh, reduce that clutter, as you call it, um, and I hope you never. Well, it was clutter. In, I hope you never put ours in the garbage. But um, uh, I got news for you. They <laughs> went in. Ah, it's okay. Okay. Um, but we've learned our lesson. My thanks to Larry. So, what did you pay for your hotel room? The quoted rate, or something you didn't expect? I check in with Greg Osteen from Ambridge Hotels for just a little guidance. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. 
Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Greg, just for starters, how many hotels are you guys managing right now? Um, almost 1,500. We oh. have about 1,350 open and 150 in the pipeline that will open soon. So that's a big portfolio. It's very large, yes. And it ranges... Where? From, from all upscale down to Motel 6? Exactly. Uh, from, like on the Marriott side, we have everything from a Fairfield to a JW Marriott. On the Hilton side, Hampton Inns to uh, full-service Hilton and resorts. So we actually have over 600 hotels in the Marriott family, uh, close to 400 in the Hilton family, over 100 uh, in the Hyatt family, and a similar number with IHG. And then lifestyle and boutique hotels as well. So the question I have to ask from a guest perspective is, you know, when you guys manage those hotels, obviously you're in it to make profit. You're in it to, to make some money these days. Sure. Um, but I always like to say that when the accountants run the asylum, everybody goes crazy. <laughs> uh, and you probably know where I'm going with this question, and that is, you know, when I, t- when I talk to what they call asset managers of the hotel, sure. I'll, I'll give you an example. There was a hotel in London called the, um, uh, the Athenaeum. And mm-hmm. the Athenaeum... The, the people who were running the hotel said that they really wanted to increase their room rate by $30 a night or 20 pounds a night at that time. Mm-hmm. And, but, uh, and, they, and nobody wanted them to do it because they said they wouldn't be competitive. They said, well, we have an idea. We figured out that the biggest negative touch point at this hotel is the minibar. And everybody hates it. So here's an idea. Let's throw out those Darth Vader minibars, you know, the ones with the infrared number, don't touch the diet coke, yeah. and instead put in real refrigerators Put in those refrigerators, cookies, candies, cakes, soft drinks, fruit juice, everything non-alcoholic, make it free, and just raise the roommates 30 pounds or 20 pounds a night. And they said, you will not be competitive, it will never work. Well, they did it. Guess what happened? Not only did it work, occupancy went up 7%, and and, uh, nobody complained because on the way in from the airport, they weren't dreading the $9 Snickers bar, which they knew that if they looked at it long enough, they were going to eat it and then hate themselves. Sure. So as you're looking at costs, as you're looking at fees, as you're looking at profits coming out of the pandemic, as more and more people are going back to hotels, are you reassessing what I would call the mini bar mentality and, and trying to figure out value here? We really are. Uh, I like to quote that you used yesterday. It's not what it costs. It's what is it worth, right? So there's... It's- I'll give you one other example. Okay. For many, many years when I was on the Today Show on NBC, I lived in Los Angeles, I lived in New York, still do. I was commuting back and forth between LA and New York. And on every flight that I took on American Airlines, if you took it at a certain time of the day, they'd give you an ice cream sundae. Well, that to me was like, the. I wasn't there for the rich Corinthian leather. I wasn't there for the Broadway show tunes they weren't going to sing on board. I was on that flight for that ice cream sundae. Right. And one day I get on the plane. And by the way, in those days, there were only 10 seats in first class. Yeah. Right. And one day, and this is before they even had business class, so I'm, re- yeah. ladies and gentlemen, I'm really dating myself. But I, the point remains the same. I get on the plane, and I didn't even see the, need to see the menu, but I just looked at it and went, hey, wait a minute, there's no ice cream sundae. And I asked the flight attendant, what happened to the ice cream sundae? 
Well, the accountants in Dallas yeah. thought they were not cost effective. I said, wait a second. Let's do some math here. There are 10 seats here. If you made the worst ice cream purchasing deal in the history of the planet, right? <laughs> right. The most this ice cream Sunday would cost you is maybe $6, yeah. right? You're probably paying 85 cents. The average price of this ticket is $1,200. Yeah. So are you willing to, w- to risk 65 cents to anger 10 passengers who are giving you over $30,000 in revenue? And she said, well, I never really thought of it that way. I said, you better start thinking about it because I was the first person to board. Watch what's going to happen in about five minutes. A revolution happened. People basically were saying they're never going to fly the airline again. They came on that plane, right, for one reason only, other than to get to New York, the ice cream sundae. You know how long? Now, somewhere in Dallas, there was some asset manager thrilled that he saved $9 per flight. (laughs) But they were losing $30,000 in revenue. And guess what happened? They came back 10 days later because people literally, the needle moved. People went to other airlines that didn't get rid of the ice cream sundae. So my ice cream sundae question to you, Greg Osteen, sure, is are you doing that? Well, it, here's an example. When you think about when uh, internet first came out and, and hotels wanted to charge for it. And then it was the, the level of service was different between the hotels. And then the select service hotel said, well, you can get it free here. Now think about it. You were staying at a select service hotel for $100, $120, and they were giving you Wi-Fi for free and sometimes breakfast for but free. But the Ritz-Carlton, it was 21 bucks a night. Exactly. It made no sense, no sense at all. And so coming out of the pandemic gave us a, a level set to go back and look at every single thing that we charge and that brands charge. They say, well, we charged this, we added this on, and then here's another fee and another fee. What are, what are they getting for that? Are we even still doing those services, right? And are we doing them well? Or did but, we eliminate that but, service? But it's one thing to say you want to do it. It's another thing to educate the owners right. who, are look, who are getting used to that revenue stream and angering their guests at the same time. Yeah. Pay, paying more and getting less. Is, <laughs> what a <yeah>. motto. <laughs> and, of course, the, the example I always like to use is Southwest Airlines. Mm-hmm. When they made the decision not to charge people to check their bags, the Wall Street analysts and the accountants almost had an aneurysm because they said, you're leaving $900 million of revenue on the table. And the answer from Southwest to those analysts was, we know that, but we're not really leaving it on the table because it's such a negative touch point for our guests or for our passengers mm-hmm. that by not charging them to check their bags, the needle's going to move back to us. In fact, the airline branded their entire airline over the idea that we're not charging you for bags. Mm-hmm. And guess what happened? They were right. They were right. And yet, other airlines operate on, you know, it's sort of the nickel and diming approach. Fees, fees, fees. Yes. Yeah. And it gets into the, the other area i got to talk to you about, resort fees. Yeah. That's still a hot-button topic. Absolutely. And, and if you talk to the brands, they've heard from the customers about not wanting, you know, to pay that extra fee. And they've gotten better about where they can and cannot charge right. uh, that fee. And you better be delivering some value for it. Like for a while, it was just a te- an add-on, right? Yeah. And it was, oh yeah, it's $50 a day, $70. Well, what are you getting for that? And, and why didn't you just put it in the rate? Yeah. Right? I came to a resort because I expected things at the resort. Well, there's a funny joke, which you may have heard, but if my audience hasn't heard it, they're about to hear it. And that's the woman who, you know, registers at the hotel. And when she's getting her, her, and she only stayed there for one night and just slept there and took a shower. And now she's leaving and she gets her bill and there's a $60 resort fee. She said, well, why is this? Well, you know, we, we offered you a pool and we offered you a gym and a health club and we offered you a bottle of water. And you, but, you know, and you could have used it, but you didn't. She said, but I didn't want it. He said, ah, but you could have. She said, really? All right, then you know what? Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pay you X. Why is that? 
Who's got, well, because I've charged you a $100 guest fee. And they said, why is that? Because she said, well, I was here by myself last night. The general manager could have slept with me, but he didn't. <laughs> it was offered. It was offered. Uh, you know? So, I mean, the, the point is yeah. you're, you're, you're in a sort of like netherland right now or yeah. another world yeah. because people can't define what a resort fee is, yeah. and yet they're charging it. Yeah. And, and I also think there's been a tremendous change from last year to this year. We see it in our hotels, uh, especially in the States, especially in the resorts. Last year, there was so much pent-up demand following the pandemic that, that people, people didn't t- care. They didn't care. They did not care. And so from an operational standpoint, the brands, the managers, everybody said, oh, this is great. Look at all this pent-up. We could charge whatever because we're a drive-to destination on the beach or Disney or wherever. And people were paying it. Now that pent-up demand is gone. We're going back to normal demand. People are looking at what they're paying and going, okay, uh, well, last year I paid X, and it really wasn't that great of an experience because they tacked on all these other fees. For that much, I can go to either a better hotel or I can step down and pay less for the hotel we said in last. Or, it, or, or, not, or, or, not go. or I can dispute the charge. Also true. Yes. Right? And, and that's what's going on right now. Yes. We have a number of state attorneys general who have actually sued the major chains uh, for failure to disclose or lack of transparency. And yeah. there have been one or two settlements, one with Marriott, which basically says, okay, from now on, they have to post the resort fee in the same size, place, and type font as, as the their room rate. Yeah. And that's a first step. But that, in my book, that doesn't necessarily mean you still have to pay it if they can't define it and justify it. Right. No, so, I agree. So what are you telling your owners? So we, we talked earlier about how many uh, Hiltons and Hyatts and Marriott's we have. We are often sort of the intermediary with the owners and the brands, right? And the owners come and say, well, here's my issue. Can you help me talk to Marriott, talk to Hilton, talk to Hyatt about this? Because this is, it's never unique to that owner, but that owner then has a voice with a, a company like Ambridge that has many more. And we're able to say not just, hey, this, you know, instead of this, can we do that? But also we can say, instead of this, can we do that? Because that's what you did for us at this other hotel, right? right? Just having that. That knowledge. See, my, the, the worst symbol of any brochure or advertisement is the asterisk. <laughs> and because it, it means that whoever's putting that asterisk in there is about to lie to you. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So I would think that the smartest thing any of your hotels could do as a, as a unit, I mean, it's not just one hotel, but all of your hotels, is try, start a whole new marketing campaign where you're basically, and by the way, every guest will know what I'm, what I'm talking about. Every guest will know what you're talking about. Every hotel will know what you're talking about. And the needle will move just like it did for Southwest with the bags. Sure. Just say, okay, we're, we're an Ambridge Hospitality Hotel. We're an asterisk-free zone. I love it. We're an yeah. asterisk-free zone, yeah. which means you don't have to go to your wallet to breathe. You don't yeah. have to go to your wallet to sleep. You paid for the room. You're going to have the room. Everything else is fine. We're not going to nickel and dime you. Yeah. All right? Everything's up front. It's all, yeah. Right? Wouldn't that be better? Yeah, to disclose everything, and then nobody gets surprised. So you'll come back and tell me when you do that? Yeah. <laughs> you'll be the first to know. Yeah. My thanks to Greg. So did the airlines lose your bags permanently? I have a pretty good idea where you might find your stuff, or at least some of it. It could be in Alabama at a large store called Unclaimed Baggage. I've been going to this store for years, and if you want to know why, just ask owner Brian Owens. 
Brian Owens. How are you, sir? Uh, great, Peter. It's good to be on with you again. I know, and you and I go back a long time. I, I In fact, uh, I've been coming to Scottsboro, Alabama, which is where you were located, for at least 20 years now because it's 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 a fascinating place. It's fascinating to me on so many levels, Brian, because it's it's not just what's in there. It's, it's what people pack. It's what people put in their bags. It's what people do so not necessarily understanding what should be in there and what shouldn't be in there or how to identify their bags. And, of course, when the bags can't be identified or traced or tracked by the airline, it ends up with you. And uh, it's an amazing display. I, I, tell me, I mean, let me just set the sense of place for everybody listening. If you go to Scottsboro, Alabama, it also happens to be one of the one of the top-rated tourist destinations in the state. People visiting unclaimed baggage, and for good reason. You have everything for sale there. I mean, I've seen entire cases of Rolexes, entire cases of, you know, unbelievable sunglasses, unbelievable jewelry, clothing with the price tag still on them, because when people pack for a trip, they're buying all their new clothes. Cameras. I remember when you and I did an interview not too long ago, I mean, you actually found a tile from the space shuttle. I remember that. Um, and, and, and an unbelievable antique violin and uh, just crazy stuff. And it's still coming in, right, Brian? You know, we have more product now than, than ever, Peter. Uh, with with uh, the revenge travel, as it's called, uh, there are a ton of people that, that are on planes, as, as I'm sure your audience has experienced. Planes are packed. And people are in, a, are in a hurry oftentimes. Sometimes they have their, their families with them and things get either left in the, the compartment of the, the airplane or, or mishandled uh, by the airlines. And we get those items uh, after the, the airlines have gone through an exhaustive search process. And, and then we buy those items sight unseen by the tractor trailer load from airlines really from around the world. And, you know, on any given evening, there are trucks arriving. And I know you have people in the back room sorting through everything. It's got, I mean, this is like like the gift surprise of all gift surprises because nobody knows what's in those bags, right? Exactly. I mean, it, it feels like Christmas every day. We have, we have an entire team of people that all they do uh, is open uh, unclaimed bags uh, all day long. And it's fascinating because it, it's like an archaeological dig um, <laughs> because we, we uh, I mean, all these treasures, unclaimed treasures tell stories of, about people and cultures um, over time and from all around the world. And in fact, you know, just to give an idea of what we're talking about here in terms of the volume, obviously any clothing that you find, you're going to launder it, of course, before it goes back on the display floor. Mm -hmm. And you're doing like, what, 50,000 pieces of laundry every month. Yeah, it's actually uh, uh, probably pushing 100,000 at this point. We're the largest uh, commercial laundry and dry cleaners in the state of Alabama. So everything uh, is, all clothing items are freshly cleaned and laundered. Unbelievable. I, I There's a very funny story. I, I don't know if you remember it, but I was coming to Unclaimed Baggage and uh, and I was traveling on the highway with my camera crew. We were doing a piece for, I think, CBS. <laughs> and uh, we, we, were, we were speeding and we get pulled over by the Smokey and he comes over to me and he goes, you want to tell us why you're going 85 mile an hour in a 65 mile an hour zone? And I said, well, actually, we're from, we're from CBS News. And he goes, I don't watch that show. <laughs> and I said, okay, this is, where, this is my cousin Vinny starting. We're going to, we're going to go to jail now. And I said, uh, well, listen, we're, we're going to, the reason why we're here is we're doing a big story on the Unclaimed Baggage Center in Scottsboro. Have you ever been? And he said, well, well, yeah. I said, did you buy anything? He said, yeah, I bought some hunting gear and some camping gear and a, and a diamond ring for my wife. I said, does she know you bought the ring there? He said, nope. <laughs> I said, well, do you know how to get there? He said, come with me. We got a police escort to your place. And, and then we, when we did the interview with him, it was very funny. I asked the same three questions, right? And he said, some hunting gear and some camping gear and a diamond ring for my wife. And I said, does she know? And he said, no. I said, she knows now. <laughs> 
<laughs> but you know what? He, he was a big fan of the store. In fact, we got a police escort back. It was, um, I mean, look, everybody knows your place. It's just unbelievable. Mm-hmm. But now you've got a museum. Tell me about the museum. We do. Um, last month, we opened an unclaimed baggage uh, museum that we have uh, 70 or so items of the most curious and unusual items that we've unpacked from lost bags uh, in our 53-year history. Um, it, we find that you know, people are endlessly uh, curious about the variety and the, the wonder of items that are discovered in unclaimed bags. Um, I mean, the oldest items on display include uh, some Egyptian artifacts from 1500 BC that were found uh, in a well-worn, well-traveled Gucci suitcase. Uh, most of the items we sold them through Christie's auction house. Uh, but uh, the remaining items we have showcased in our museum um, and along with the, the Christie's catalog that has photographs and so forth. And then we, we made replicas of a uh, mummified hawk sarcophagus uh, and a funeral mask that, that, that had been sold. Um, and we d- used 3D technology to, to, to make uh, darn close replicas. Amazing. And, of course, whatever happened to the, to the, to the tile from the space shuttle? Well, actually, we, we had a, a camera. Uh, from the space shuttle that uh, was an icon camera made just uh, for that. And I'm pretty sure that was turned back into NASA. <laughs> Amazing. And, and to give people an idea of, of the size and scale of your operation, are you mm-hmm. still, are you still doing like an annual ski sale? We are. Yeah. It, that's been going for over 40 years now and people, uh, it's always the first Saturday in November. Um, and, People line up uh, the night before they they, they uh, set up tents outside, and we have fire pits and uh, serve pizza and s'mores and things like that. And and it is it it, it is it is my favorite uh, occasion uh, of the year. Unbelievable! All, all kinds of ski clothing, uh, snow skis, snowboards, all the accessories, goggles, uh, uh, gloves, boots, and poles, things like that. And I'm sure you have a selection of iPhones. <laughs> <laughs> we have a we have an entire uh, wing that's devoted to electronics and cameras, uh, iPhones, iPads. I just I just walk right past it. I mean, there's there's probably a fifty foot long section of, of just iPads. Unbelievable, it's pretty cool. Hey, listen before yeah. we, before I let you go, you can also buy this stuff online. What's your website? Unclaimedbaggage.com. We we rolled that out uh, the summer of 2020 and. We're stocking, uh, gosh, I, I think about five to 10,000 items per week that get loaded onto the site. Unbelievable. Brian Owens, the man who runs the Unclaimed Baggage Center in Scottsboro, Alabama, and their brand new museum. So, by the way, if you've lost something and you go there to the museum and it's yours, you still have to buy it. <laughs> <laughs> My thanks to Brian, to Greg, and to Larry Kukulik. And my thanks to you for listening to this Ion Travel podcast. For more conversations with the world's leaders in travel, as well as answers to your travel questions, just be sure to rate and review this podcast wherever you happen to listen to podcasts. And for all the breaking travel news, and there's a lot of it, you already know the drill. Just log on to petergreenberg.com. The Ion Travel Podcast is produced by Amanda Morris and Anthony Protis Chung. For more content from Peter Greenberg and the Ion Travel team, visit petergreenberg.com. 
Ion Travel is a production of CBS News Radio. If you like Ion Travel with Peter Greenberg, you can listen early and ad free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at wondery.com/survey. Survivor's back and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist, a new co-host, the winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares. Hi! Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Catch every episode of 60 Minutes, America's most watched news magazine show, as a podcast. Hear in-depth investigations across politics, news, and entertainment on your schedule. Listen to 60 Minutes ad-free on Wondery Plus.